Hey, how are you? Hopefully you're doing well. Whether you're watching on demand, whether you're watching live, which is a double thumbs up, or whether you're listening uh, through, you know, whether on your jog or your walk, another thumbs up to you as well. Hey, thank you so much for taking some time out of your week, out of your weekend, out of your Sunday to listen. It really means a lot. So today we're in the week two of Be Rich. And one of the things about the quarantine is it slowed many of us down. You know, that two week shutdown has slowed most of us down. Now, we didn't feel like we were hurried, we were rushed, we were pushed. I mean, we spent most of our time with our kids. I mean, we spent more time with our kids than we've ever spent with our kids. But for others of us, we were really busy. We were busier than we've ever been. Uh, for some of us, we were trying to figure out how do we get our business operating again? How do we get it reopened again? Uh, for others of us, we were trying to get our classrooms. We were trying to figure out what does this look like as a teacher? What does this look like as a business owner? What does this look like as a coach? For some of us, we're trying to hopefully get sports going again. With the pandemic getting closer and closer to an end, and thank God that is getting closer and closer to an end, I'm hearing that people are busy. Some of us are in a hurry, and quite honestly, some of us never got out of a hurry. Others of us are using, quote-unquote, being busy as an excuse to avoid something or someone. Even though we're in a pandemic, we're still in a hurry. For some of us, we hurry, and when we hurry, we'll begin to find out that we miss out on some really good opportunities to help people in our lives. So today, we're going to see that hurry is an enemy of serving and what we can do to eliminate it. Serving is an, um, serving, uh, hurry is an enemy of serving and well, what we can do to eliminate it. So many of us uh, have had one or two conversations. We have had a conversation went a little bit like this. Your friend said or asked, how are you doing? And you, ah, doing pretty good. Your friend continues, what do you got going on? You, a lot, very busy. Some of us had this type of conversation. Your friend, how are you doing? You, doing pretty good. Your friend continues, well, where have you been? I, I miss hanging out. You, uh, you know, I just have too much going on. Look, there's a difference between a lot and too much. There's a difference between a lot going on and too much going on. I'm guilty of, really, of anyone to have a lot going on and having too much going on. Recently, my wife reminded me of this. And so this past week, she wanted me to hang up a couple pictures in our living room. And so she kind of told me what to do. And I'm standing because I'm hurrying to do something. So I'm leaving the living area. And she looks at me like, you got this. This is exactly how I want the pictures. And, and I'm at a, a distant angle. And I'm like, I, I got it, babe. I, I, I got it. And I go off, I do my thing, and then I go and I hang the pictures. And then she comes out into the living area, and she's like this. And if you're listening to this, I'm just shaking my head with the, are you kidding me, Jeff? What are you doing? And I said, what? What? what do you, why do you shake your head at me for? She said, that's not what I asked. I said, yes, you did. And she says, go stand where you were. I'm like, ah, and I knew right there I was guilty. Because I was trying to hurry. Instead, what I thought it was more of a, you know, one on top of the other picture. No, no, no. Not the stack look. She wanted the subway look. And I totally missed that based on the angle that I was. And so, listen, because I hurried, I had to replace two nail, nail holes in the wall. And that's never fun. So, look. 
you may giggle, we may joke about that, but like quite honestly, I need to slow down a little bit. So here's the deal. We all need to slow down a bit. I was reminded of this from John Mark Comer. He said, the problem isn't when you have a lot to do. It's when you have too much to do. The only way to keep the quota up is to hurry. Like me, man, you make a mistake. Maybe for you, you made a hasty decision. It cost you a, a big deal. It cost you money. Or maybe it cost you a friendship. For others of us, we wanted a relationship so bad that we were willing to say yes to a loser. And we end up dating and marrying that person. Now, because we had a fear of being alone, now we're lonely. For others of us, we're lonely. And so we're doing things that we never imagined we would do. We told our kids not to do, but yet we find ourselves doing things with someone else that is not someone we're married to. Maybe for you, you rushed a phone call with your kid or your, your, your spouse or your boss, and in the end, it came across that they, weren't really that they were not that important. <laughs> Maybe you snapped at someone close to you because they were interrupting you. Maybe you avoided to go to the doctor, and by the time you got there, you realized that, man, the tumor, the tumor was there two years ago. Maybe you could have avoided that ticket if you had stopped at the red light. Look, there are moments that I just described they're the opposite, they're the opposite of serving. Look, it's impossible to serve when we hurry. When we're rushing and rushing and rushing, we're not slowing down. We miss out on opportunities to serve other people. Look, as followers of Jesus, we are called to take our cues from our leader, the leader of our lives, who is Jesus. It's King Jesus who we are supposed to follow. And for some of us, man, we are not taking that cue very well. And look, I'm as guilty as anyone on this. Look, for those of us who are followers of Jesus, he is our model of an unhurried life. His spirit is here to help us. Just, we just need to be still enough to surrender to the help. Look, Jesus valued an unhurried life, and we ought to too. Jesus lived in each moment with eyes to love and to serve. And we ought to too. Look, we do the things we value. And how many of us are truly valuing an unhurried life? So we're going to dive into an example that Jesus gave us of what, what it looks like to not only value an unhurried life, but to live an unhurried life and what comes out of slowing down. So Matthew is recording this in his biography of Jesus. And he writes this. He says, As Jesus was saying this. This refers to Jesus' teaching on fasting, and fasting is a great example of slowing down. So instead of eating a meal, you pray during that meal. And what you're doing is you're, you're quieting yourself before God so that you would hear God, that you're asking God to do something in your life. What, what you're doing is you're putting everything in your life on pause. If you ever fasted, it is a hard experience because for us, in America specifically, we are always on the go. And what fasting does is it puts a pause on that and we quiet ourselves before God. So as Jesus was teaching on fasting, the leader of a synagogue came and knelt before him. He said, my daughter has just died. Now, could you imagine what's going through a father's mind? He said, but can you bring her back to life again? Now, look, we have no idea if they saw Jesus 
rise someone from the or, or, or resurrect someone from the dead. We have no idea, but for some reason, this rabbi believes that Jesus is the answer. He's the answer. And so he says, if you just come and lay your hand on her, look, this was a moment that Jesus was presented with to serve. Now, here's the deal about the Jewish people. When Jesus was doing his ministry, the people wanted to see God do signs and wonders because they believed that when God would do a sign or wonder, when he would do a miracle, that was God speaking. That was God approving. That was God affirming something. And so moments will come and go for you and I where we have the ability to serve other people. And it may be inconvenient for us, but we are called to be at times inconvenienced to serve other people. Look, perhaps the people we are called to serve, that you are called to serve, that we are called to partner with, may not have a relationship with Jesus, and you and I have the ability to share the gospel message with them. That's a beautiful thing. For others of us, we have the ability to walk alongside other Christians and serve them. So Matthew continues, Jesus and his disciples got up and went with him. Now I'm sure in their minds they're thinking, we got to get there before the burial process begins. Just then, a woman who had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding came up behind him. She touched the fringe of his robe, for she thought, if I can just touch his robe, I'll be healed. On their way to serve, a woman who was suffering from this disease for for 12 years touched Jesus. Now, I'm, I'm sure two things were crossing in their mind. One, okay, we gotta get to this, the, to this rabbi's house before the, the, the burial process begins. Like, we you need to go. But what I love about the Bible is the fact that Matthew, he wanted to know the story of this woman. So most likely he interviewed her, like, what was going on? What made you touch Jesus? And come to find out that she was suffering from this, 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 disease, this disease for 12 years. Now, Jesus turned around and he said to her, what are you doing? We really need to get going to the rabbi's home before it gets crazy. Listen, wait here and I'll be back. Like that doesn't sound like Jesus, does it? No, it sounds more like us. Oh man, I'm in the middle of my prayer. I'm in the middle of my devotional and she, she, she or he has to wake up now. I mean, it's seven o'clock in the morning. They should be sleeping. Or maybe you turn on Southridge online and the kids are fighting. And it's like, ah, I just want to sit down and watch the service. For some of us, we're in the middle of something and someone comes and they interrupt us and we just sigh. No, notice how Jesus handled it. He turned around and when he saw her, he, he said, Daughter, be encouraged. You have nothing to fear now. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed at that moment. Jesus lived in the moment of an unhurried life. Matthew continues, When Jesus arrived at the official's home, he saw the noisy crowd and heard the funeral music. So it already started. And he said, Get out. The girl isn't dead. She's only asleep. But the crowd laughed at him. After the crowd was put outside, however, Jesus went in and took the girl by the hand, just what he was asked to do. And she stood up. 
Look, look, guys, I don't want you to miss this. It started, but for Jesus, that was okay. It allowed for an even bigger miracle. Look, if Jesus had hurried, we'd only be reading about one miracle. Instead, we're reading about two miracles. What would it look like for you today to slow down? What would it look like for you this week to slow down? Look, what are some things in your life that you need to say yes to? And by default, you're saying no to. What are some things that you would say no to and by default say yes to? As you go through your week, it's really important for us to be students of the moments. Look, when you have a moment when you feel hurry, when you feel stress, when you feel anxiety, when you feel pressure, when you feel irritation, like those are the moments, listen, that will inhibit your ability to serve well. When we're trying to rush along, we're going to miss out on opportunities. Look, if you didn't know about this, we had a cookout a couple of Sundays ago. And it was so fascinating to see people like, because like some of these kids, like I don't even know who they were. Like it was so crazy how fast they've grown when we haven't seen each other in four months. But, but we had all of this food and no one was eating because everyone was talking. And I just, I just was looking and, and just standing back and just seeing everybody. Man, it was so cool because people were in the moment. Listen, you and I, we have moments where we just need to be in the moment. Look, one thing that I've been learning, and look, I'm not good at this. I mean, my, my, my girls will tell you this. I'm learning. But baby girl came up to me and she said, Daddy, can you watch this episode with me? And I'm in the middle of crunch time, getting things done. And I was like, you know what? I can stay up a little bit later. I can get up earlier. But baby girl is asking me and she's batting her eyes. I'm like, all right, sold. I sit down and I watch the episode with Brooke. Look, I'm learning. And listen, it could be as easy as spending some time with your kids or it could be something like serving in one of the opportunities we have with Be Rich. Look, I want you to know that I love you. And I know I'm going to sound a little pushy here, but please forgive me. I'm concerned that some of you are drifting and I'm really asking you to take a step of faith and join a group. Not only join a group, but take a step of faith. Maybe you're in a group, but take, also take a step of faith and serve in one of these opportunities. I'm asking you to take a step of faith. Look, I don't want anyone to drift. But look, we are providing opportunities for you not to drift. And so I'm humbly asking you, I'm inviting you to join a group and to serve in one of these opportunities. Guys, I love you. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for this unique opportunity to serve and the opportunities to serve. God, help us to slow down. Help us to see and be a student of our moments. Father, help us not only to slow down, but to make the most of each opportunity. Help us to live by the Spirit of Jesus. And help us to be empowered by the Holy Spirit to serve those. Listen, we are following his lead as he came. Not to be served, but to serve. And Father, 
call us, help us to remind that that is our calling as well, to put me behind them. In Jesus' name, amen.